All right, hello, welcome to Spirit Vines, a Legend of Korra rewatch podcast where we will be watching every episode of Legend of Korra and then talking about it for a specific amount of time with all of our thoughts and feelings. My name is Kay, and my pronouns are they, them. Hey, this is Karen. My pronouns are she and her. Cool. So you got me into... Legend of Korra. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about your thoughts and feelings. Yes. So I actually started watching Legend of Avatar, the original series, about maybe four or five years ago and was obsessed with it, but none of my friends were into it. It was my ex-boyfriend who got me into it, and unfortunately I could no longer talk to him and geek out about it. So I think it was just like randomly we were in the hallway at work, and I was like, have you heard of Korra? (laughs) And I was like... Uh, yeah, all my, like, queer friends keep yelling at me about it, because apparently it's a good, it's a good queer show. Yeah, (laughs) and so I highly recommended it to you, and I'm so glad that you got into it, because now we can geek out about it together. Mm -hmm. I remember it was, I finally, I think it was, like, the um, end of the school year, and I finally, I was like, I'm just gonna, because I couldn't find it anywhere, so I just bought the whole series on Google Play. Right. And I remember sitting in my living room watching the first episode for the first time, and just like, being like, why, why haven't I, why haven't I done this sooner? Why haven't I been <laughs> watching this? I, and I just was like, I think I was just texting like, Buffy font, Buffy, and she's chosen, and oh my god, and there's a council, and ugh. Yeah, I, yeah, I definitely, those text message exchanges were <laughs> exciting. It was just so much fun to finally, like, find somebody who, like, was so excited about it as I was. Yeah, and it's nice to, so I, I feel like you know this now, by mm. now. <laughs> um, I get really into television shows, and, like, the show mm-hmm. that I'm, my, like, my primary show that I'm really into currently is Supergirl. Um, but I don't know anyone, like, in real life that I can, like, talk to about it. Like, every time I, like, bring up Supergirl, right. everyone, like, is like, oh, God, we get it. Right. You're into Lena Luthor. Shut your mouth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah, but. that's usually my reaction, too, whenever I'm like, oh, have you heard of Aang or Korra <laughs> or Bolin? And people are like, uh-huh, isn't that that cartoon for yeah, kids? that kids show. Right. I know, yeah, that's, I was explaining it to someone, I forget who I was explaining it to the other day, but I was like, blah, blah, Legend of Korra, and they were just like, is that, uh, is that like Xena? Like, Warrior Princess? Like, what's <laughs> happening? I was like, well, I mean, they could be in the same genre, but <laughs> no, it's a children's show. It was right. a Nickelodeon show. Right, it's and It's for I think, all ages. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Good stuff. All right, so we're going to talk about book one, episode one. Mm-hmm. Um, which is a twofer. It's the Welcome to Republic City episode and A Leaf in the Wind. They both aired on the same day, which was um, in 2012. What were you doing in 2012? Because I was still in college. What was I doing in 2012? <laughs> it was, what, six years ago? Well, yeah. I was probably single and childless, which is very different from where I'm at now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, yeah, soup's yeah. different. I know, yeah. It was right before I turned 22. On the 14th of April. 2012. Yeah. I think I was just moving back from Texas to Chicago. Oh. So maybe that's why I was marathoning Legend of Avatar. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because it was a good time. Yeah. Oh, wow. Um, cool. This episode was written by um, what I've seen on the interwebs. They're known as Brike, the series creators. Brian Kenneth. I don't know how to pronounce his name, and Michael DiMartino. Mm-hmm. Got to work on that for this podcast, how to pronounce the creator's goddamn yeah, name. Yeah, We'll Google it. <laughs> yeah. Um, I know all the, like, at least on, like, Tumblr, all the fans just call them Brike. Like, that's their, like, ship name or something. Oh, is it? But how? <laughs> yeah. Oh, like, Mike? Mike and Brian. Oh, Brike. okay, I get it. Okay. <laughs> yeah. You're like, wait, I don't understand. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. And then it looks like that this episode, the first episode, Welcome to Republic City, was directed by Joaquin Dos Santos, and then A Leaf in the Wind was directed by Ki Huan Kiyu? Did I say that correctly? I don't think so. Ki Huan Ryu? Ryu? Yeah. We'll work on it, We'll work on it, yeah. Yeah, Sorry. We'll fix it in post. Um, Should we dive into the first? Yes. The beginning of the episode? Yeah. It starts off with Tenzin's smooth silence. Yeah, and I mean, I, I really hope you watch Legend of Avatar, or you're, or you're interested in watching it now, because mm. 
that was such an epic finale. And then I think it was like a couple years before Korra came along. So when Mm -hmm. I remember the first time I saw it and I heard Tenzin's voice and I saw the animation, I was just like, oh my gosh, it's happening again. Yay. (laughs) Because they like literally pick up right where it left off and like they Mm -hmm. stay so true to the world that they had already created. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'd heard about Avatar before. My sister was obsessed with it. Mm -hmm. Um, And like, I remember because it, she was obsessed with it when it was still airing on Nickelodeon, and then there was talks for the Avatar Last Airbender movie, which this will be the only time we... (laughs) Ever. Never. (laughs) On my life, never, ever watched that movie. It was... (laughs) Horrible doesn't even begin to describe it. But it also, like, was the same time when the other Avatar movie came out. Yeah. So everybody was very confused. Yes. Yeah. I know. So she got into it and I was like, oh, it's that movie. And she was like, it's not the same thing. Yeah. And I honestly judged my sister for watching Avatar because we used to fight about um, our preferred vampire adventures and she was really into Twilight and I was into Buffy. Right. (laughs) But now I know that... Now she's into Buffy, so I won. <laughs> <laughs> but maybe she won, because now I'm into Legend of Korra. Right, know, so. yeah. <laughs> Definitely. But yeah, and I think, like, so I've never seen Avatar, and this is, while we're going through this, mm. the Legend of Korra for this podcast, this is only the second time that I'm watching any of these episodes, but I kind of, like, knew the story-ish. Right. Because I was a person that existed on the internet. Mm-hmm. Um and, like, I'd seen, like, people's, like, reaction videos to the show before I'd seen the show. Right. As you do. I'm a millennial. And, um, so I have no idea what I was, like, really expecting. I was expecting me to have to, like, wait for it to be good. Mm, like a lot of shows. Right. Which I wonder, because it's the, like, continuation of this world, if that's why we didn't have to wait, or if these storytellers, if Bright is just such amazing storytellers that, like, from the first episode of Avatar, yeah. that's just out the mm. gate fantastic. That's a really good question. I yeah. feel like I would have to rewatch the first episode of Avatar to see, like, yeah. how it picks up. Yeah. But, yeah. I mean, all credit goes to Bright. They are, they are like, <laughs> yeah. legit storytellers, just the way that they have mm-hmm. built the world, and even the bending... Yeah. But we'll get into that. We'll get into the bending. Yeah. So, my first notes is just, holy shit, graphics for Republic City. I remember oh, being, yeah. like, really impressed. Mm-hmm. And that's totally new. That was, like, very new 2012 technology. Because, mm-hmm. like, The Legend of Avatar was very, like, kind of anime, childlike. Mm-hmm. But then I yeah. think... In Korra, they really played around with, like, throwing in some 3D graphics with it. Yeah, because you see that, like, that's what I... I wasn't expecting that level of animation, and, like, we'll get into when Korra's in Republic City, but, like, there's, like, the, like, like, the, like, big mouth, like, like, anime cartoon Mm -hmm. character. Yeah, Mm -hmm. or, like, shiny eye, like, reaction. (laughs) Or, like, pouting. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, which I was all for. I was like, oh, my God, it's like when I used to watch Sailor Moon when I was in... Oh my gosh, Second grade. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That'll yeah. be a different podcast. <laughs> <laughs> also, also queer. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, what I just have is, so it's Tenzin, which mm-hmm. I didn't realize until after I watched this series the first time. It's the dad from Juno is the voice of Tenzin. Really? Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's amazing. <laughs> I forget that actor's name. I'll look him up while we're, like, going through the other notes. That just made it infinitely better. <laughs> but, right? It's so many, like, yeah. big-name people right. for it. Um, yeah, what's his name? J.K. Simon. Or Simmons. Oh, J.K. Simmons, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're right. There are a lot of big-name actors who are voice acting on that. Yeah. And, oh, my God. I will talk about them as they come up in the episode. But yeah. it's... Uh, so they mentioned that cycle of the Avatar began anew, which I, I love a story about a cycle, mm-hmm. and I love a story about a chosen one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and then we're introduced to um, the White Lotus bubs right. um, showing up, and I immediately hated them. Like, there was, yes. like, Mick Beardy, who I didn't like, and they showed up to um, what looks like Korra's, like, yurt. Yeah. In the South Pole mm-hmm. to um, see if she's all right. When I first watched it, Cora's mom, I thought was Cora. And mm. I was like, okay, 
interesting start. She's right. like in her like thirties. I was like, I didn't know. And then right. like <laughs> the best when we're introduced to the character Cora, she just like literally busts through the wall. I'm the Avatar. You gotta deal with it. Like I'm the Avatar. You gotta deal with it with her little pot belly, just like <laughs> punching everything. Yeah, yeah. That's a great scene because. From what I remember with the original series, the White Lotus was an extremely elite group of, like, master vendors. And, like, mm-hmm. it's just funny how they show up and it's, like, these <laughs> beardy people who are old and, like, kind of ragged and clearly yeah. stuck to traditions of the past. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's why I think the, um, like, Korra's entrance just completely changes it because it's, it's like a foil to these beardy guys. Yeah, I also think it's great in, like, terms of, like, um, whole, like, series and multiple series storytelling that, Mm -hmm. like, they, I thought that it would be, like, like on other shows where they have to kind of be, like, yes, this this is the main character, but Mm -hmm. here's the, like, new main character for this other world that we're talking about that's in the same universe, Mm -hmm. blah, 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 and, like, they really just literally were just, like, She's the avatar now. Yeah. Like, right. everyone has to deal with it, including, yeah. like, viewers and, like, network and everything yes, like that. Yes, Which yeah. I really enjoyed. Definitely. Oh, and she just was so wonderful. And then it, like, immediately speed cuts to her, like, doing her, like, fire bending trial. Yes. Oh, my God. That was the best. Right. <laughs> yeah. I just put, like, Katara being, like, she's strong. And I'm just like, yo, right. she is. Yeah. <laughs> she's yeah. the best. Katara was the only one that, like... In the White Lotus little crew right. that, um, like, really saw Cora for what she was. Right. And just, like, who she was at the present moment. Mm-hmm. Like, they didn't have the expectations of, like, well, you need to work on your spiritual side. And, like, you need to yeah. tone it down. But, yeah. I made a note about how Katara, out of that whole White Lotus crew, was mm-hmm. the only person who was with Aang. Mm-hmm. And like had witnessed his journey, so right. she of all people totally gets where Korra is coming from. Yeah, which is also why I have a huge soft spot for Katara. Oh, she seems the best. Yeah. I don't know. I literally just was like, "Fuck all these men being sassy with Korra." Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I made a note of how they were all men, mm-hmm. and I think like now that you've been teaching me more about being gender aware, I was just like, "Yeah, fuck that." Like, yeah. Fuck why is Katara nice. the only one who's a female? Mm-hmm. And she's yeah. brought in, I don't know, like, her history on Avatar, but, like, right. I, like, found out quickly watching this first episode of mm-hmm. Korra, she was brought in, like, I was like, was she brought in because of her own merits or because she was married to the last Avatar? Oh, interesting. The patriarchy! Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I'm hoping it's because she's, like, a badass waterbender. Yeah. But, you know, absolutely. Know. Oh, my God. So cool. I, Yeah. And, then, like, Cora, when she's, like, talking to all of them, she's just such an 18-year-old, and I just freaking love yeah. it. She's, like, impulsive. Is she 18 in this? Mm-hmm. Okay, that's confirmed. Yeah. Yeah, yeah she's that's 18 awesome. at the beginning of this. So, right. like, they're like, yep, she's, like, an adult, and, like, she's, like, pushing for, like, adulthood. And, right. Like, it's kind of like, go to Republic City. It's, like, mm-hmm. college, but not. <laughs> right. But then she gets her little sneak peek into her outside world, and we right. see Tenzin and all of the, mm-hmm. the airbenders. Right. Milo chewing on Tenzin's head for reasons unknown. Oh my gosh, Milo is amazing. <laughs> Mommy, look! I'm a snowbender! <laughs> so amazing. funny. Yeah. I, my, like, next note is because Janora, like, comes up, the, like, oldest of Tenzin's kid, and it's mm-hmm. like, Grand Grand, like, tell us the story about, like, when you traveled the world with right. Grandpa Aang and, like... The, all about the Avatar, and we, like, for a minute, I was like, all right, we're going to get, like, backstory from this character from this other mm-hmm. series, and then, like, again, like, which I think is such brilliant storytelling, mm-hmm. to be like, this isn't that story anymore. Right. Iki just, like, interrupts mm-hmm. She's like, why are you so old? How old are you? I know. That's so awesome. I know. Yeah. And then my next note is just, yip fucking yip. Yes. Oogie. Yeah. Sky Bison are the best. They're so cool. I'm partial to Naga, though. Mmm, interesting. Mm-hmm. I'm partial to everything, Cora. Right. Um, oh, yeah, so then the next scene, I guess, is they're, like, at um, dinner, 
mm-hmm. and basically Tenzin was supposed to come in and move to the, at the South Pole. Right. That's where she's from. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. So they're at the South Pole, and um, Tenzin's supposed to come move in to like teach Cora how to airbend, right. since she never could, but like right. she should be able to. Yeah. Which is interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, but then like that same like white lotus bub is just like being rude AF. <laughs> right. I mean, I also thought it was pretty busted that Tenzin waited until that moment to tell her, just yeah. kidding, I'm not go- I'm not moving here. Yeah. And I thought it was a very subtle scene, but you can see it in Katara's face too, where she was very disappointed because she's like, oh, my grandkids yeah. and my son are going to be here. Mm-hmm. And then, you know. Um, and then not. And then, yeah, precisely. Yeah. I know. I think that like my that was my next note because then Cora's like trying to sneak out to just go to Republic City on her own. Right. And Katara's like, You do you girl. You're yes, ready. Yeah. <laughs> women supporting women. Right, yeah. <laughs> and Katara totally gets it. Just like you can't mm-hmm. stay here. Mm-hmm. Right. I like that they also included in that like little like montage of like Cora, like, getting her, like, her nothing. She shows up to Republic City with nothing. She just mm-hmm. shows up with Naga and literally the water tribe clothes on her back. Right. But, like, she, like, ha- take, also takes the time to, like, say goodbye to her parents. Yeah. And everything, which mm-hmm. I like that they had that her parents being supportive. Mm-hmm. But um, my only note for that scene really is that Cora's dad looks like a CrossFit bro. <laughs> <laughs> he just does. I mean, and he has that like, yeah. like he has like a ponytail and he's like <laughs> jacked. It's like be safe in public city. Oh man. <laughs> yeah. Right. And then we have them they like were introduced to cuz Republic City didn't exist in Avatar. No. So everybody's introduced to this like brand yes. new like location right. altogether, and I thought it was just uh, I'm just we're probably gonna say this like a million times like brilliant storytelling mm-hmm. and like de- uses of writing devices to have Korra and Naga be so like the, like they're even not even dressed in like modernized like yeah. clothes of mm-hmm. their like water tribe getups right. like everyone else in Republic City is and they're literally crashing through the streets. Right. It's very country mm-hmm. mouse coming to the city for the first time. Yes. Um I love the scene where Naga goes to the like grilled meat stall <laughs> and they're yeah. just like, Hey, I'm just gonna help myself to this and then they end up going to the park to fish and yeah. she fire bends the fish. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty great. I know. I feel like that that's just was like such like classic. I could like pick it out of like probably dozens of like films where it's mm-hmm. like three bucks, two bags, one me. New York City. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> like and then they're like, no, that'll be fifty thousand yuans for right. your hot dog. Like, <laughs> get out of here. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. And then they're like introduced to like immediately the like which a lot of storytelling where it's like big city and you're like oh every, I thought everyone was living it up in Republic City and it's like nope living yeah, in that bush right. it's my bush isn't it nice yeah <laughs> I think it is the first glimpse for Korra to see the sufferings of the people right like the mm-hmm. avatar is a bridge between the spirit world and our world yeah and I think because she was just sheltered for so long yeah it was a really yeah. good scene it was so nice. As, as someone who comes from middle of nowhere country, mm-hmm. <laughs> I appreciate all of it. Um, but then we're introduced to, it seemed kind of like happenstance across this two episode arc for the pilot. Mm-hmm. Um, just like, oh, here's um, some protesters, the equalists. Like, oh, let's yeah, discuss. you thought it was kind of happenstance? Mm-hmm. I thought like, it was just of, like. Like sneaky. Mm. Yeah. I thought it like made sense because you know she's like running away from the police officer in the park and then yeah. it's like oh look protesters yeah well I thought that like when I watched it the first time mm-hmm. I thought that it was just like here's another like side oh, of a city yeah. protesting happens everyone's right. gonna have different opinions mm-hmm. you're with a lot more people who are gonna have that many more opinions about everything right and, you know this is a place for where what is it that Tenzin says at the beginning for like benders and non-benders to live in harmony mm-hmm. and then they're protesting each other right immediately mm-hmm. and like Cora's like hot-headed response is so like I remember like having responses like that to like people that didn't share my views when I was 18 mm-hmm. and just like being wrong right 
but they weren't right either. Right. But like I wasn't able to like articulate anything to I them. Mean, I still do that. <laughs> yeah. In our current political state, I still yeah. do that. Oh yeah. yeah. Where I'm just like, no, no. Like bending is awesome. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you're a moron. It's so cool. Yeah. But you're so right in in the sense that like yeah. first we're thrown into Republic City and mm-hmm. then it's like Cora realizes that she needs money that Mm -hmm. you have to operate a certain way within the city Mm -hmm. and then all of a sudden there's these protesters there's like we're thrown into a lot of like new stuff yeah Mm -hmm. and just like (laughs) I don't know I feel like I heard this at college constantly the like you're oppressing yourself that didn't even make sense yes that was (laughs) a great line that was a great line (laughs) oh my god um and then my next note is just like the music in this whole series is just amazing yes Because next, Cora's just kind of, like, she just kind of, like, dips out from, like, arguing with the equalist, and we just find her down, like, another street, and Mm -hmm. then she's met with, like, another, like, this is city life. Right. There's, like, um, gangs, the Mm -hmm. triple threat triads are, like, coming in to, like, collect payment to not, like roughhouse this like gramophone dude yeah (laughs) yeah it's just like business is slow do you want a like beautifully handmade gramophone gramophone? right and that like firebender just like Mm -hmm. (laughs) breaks it and then cora just jumps in immediately like oh this is what i was trained to do i'm supposed to protect right the like helpless like total like first superhero like thing yeah which I feel like it references a lot of superhero movies because mm-hmm. she clearly takes out the bad guys but then causes... Mayhem. Yeah, precisely. <laughs> yeah. And she's just kind of like, what? I got the bad guys for you. Yeah. Um, she doesn't, like, learn yeah. the cost of, like, the destruction that she's doing. Right. Yeah. I just... <laughs> I just also want to give, like, huge props to, like, the writers and the animators because, like, that one fight scene with the triple threats, like... Mm-hmm. As a person growing up with a Chinese background, that is what we grew up with. Like, the movies of, like, you, like, kung fu this guy into that stall. Like, that was actually very appropriate, and it was really well done. So, props to them. That's awesome. I know. I'm excited to learn more about it, just because, like, there was in shows in, like, the 90s that I'm Mm -hmm. obsessed with that have, like, fight scenes and everything like Mm -hmm. that, there is... Um, like, hints of that, because, like, the Matrix in, like, 1999, like, Mm -hmm. got into that, like, kung fu, like, esque fighting, but Mm -hmm. they did it, like, through, like, a, all right, we're white and American, Mm. and we're gonna, like, use it in that lens, and we're gonna, like, make it exaggerated for XYZ reason, like, in Kill Bill and all stuff like that. Yes, uh-huh. And, like, even in, like, Xena Warrior Princess, that they have a, their stunt coordinator was just obsessed with, like, kung fu style fighting, and so if you watch, especially, like, early seasons of Xena, it's, like, that style, but it's, like done wrong or done with the wrong intention Mm. it just looks silly Mm -hmm, and like mm -hmm. it's like to the point where like I'm white and like it's used as like a device to like seem like silliness where like this was like amazing that it was serious and well done and I was like this is so fucking cool right I mean they (laughs) they the writers really did their research into how to do it respectfully Mm -hmm. like even and these are like little details but like the signs in Republic City are mm-hmm. actual Chinese characters. Like, oftentimes mm-hmm. what we see is, like, scribble. Yeah. That, like, mimics it. Mm-hmm. But I really appreciate that they went through the trouble to, like, find yeah. somebody and, like, check it and make sure it's the correct characters. And mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think that that's... I saw someone just, like, posted about the whole, like, Avatar Korra universe. Mm-hmm. And they just were, like, if you want, like, a great show, like... There's literally not a white person in it. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. It's Everybody's amazing. kind of ambiguous. Like mm-hmm. you're just not really sure, like mm-hmm. what ethnicity or you know background they're from. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it has like so many different influences. Oh, I'm so into it. Right. Oh, that fight scene was so cool, and to like really get to see like that was my first like like scrappy fight scene for like seeing bending. Right. But like I was like I don't really get like what you do like. Mm-hmm. Until then, and I was like, oh, like, they threw fire at each other, and, like, she Mm -hmm. just morphed it back. I think it's so cool. And it's just really good story. We're going to just keep saying it. The story's (laughs) only so good because we go from Korra meeting these equalists and, like, Mm -hmm. 
for people who are either like new to the series or coming from Avatar, you're kind yeah. of like, why wouldn't you support bending? But right. then you go to the triple threats and you're like, oh, this yeah. is precisely why. Because people are abusing the power. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I know. Men are abusing the power. <laughs> On the nose. <laughs> yeah. On the nose. And then the cops come. And, like, I love them. How <laughs> badass was that entrance? <laughs> that was amazing. Like, just, like, literally flying in yes. from the sky, like, Spider-Man style. With, like, they're, like, But fucking RoboCop, <laughs> yeah. right? Like, so cool. I love it. And I just love that it was just that, like, using, like, trope and, like, cliche story mm-hmm. writing in, like, new ways. And, like, it just was that, like, classic, like, cliche, like, the three of you were under arrest. And, like, yep, I helped them. And so are you. Right. What do you mean? Yeah. Like, <laughs> it was yeah. the best. Right. But and then. I, I love just how fiery and feisty Cora is. She's like, you know, like the metal bender shoots a restrainer and she's like, nuh uh, and she yeah. just like smacks it out. <laughs> yeah. Amazing. Amazing. I know. But then, like, the only thing I didn't like was she runs from the cops again. Yes. And, which is like, whatever. Mm-hmm. Who hasn't run from the cops? Um, <laughs> um. <laughs> we'll discuss that off mic. Um, <laughs> And, but then, like, when they, like, finally try to catch her, the met- one of the metal vendors, when they're, like, flying on the airship, mm-hmm. like, grabs her by her hair. And yes. that was the only moment that, I don't think I noticed it the first time I watched it, but, like, that was my only, like, don't do that to a woman. Yeah, that was but, very, like, <laughs> I mean, yeah, I think the first time I watched it, I was kind of like, ew, like, mm-hmm. that was unnecessary, but watching it now mm-hmm. and, and, and knowing the, t- the totality of the series and, like, right. the message it's trying to send, mm-hmm. I think it was very gendered and it was meant to make Cora feel mm-hmm. um, like a child. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. And just make yeah. her feel, like, silly. And mm-hmm. then poor Naga just gets all wrapped up. And they just, like, airlift her. Right. <laughs> like, she tried. But, cops. I mean, how badass is metal bending? I love it. Well, you, we've, we yeah. can discuss after we, like, finish the episode. But, like, mm-hmm. my, like... <laughs> we're going to talk about astrology so much in this show. Yes. Well, it's also, like, this is where, again, the storytelling is amazing because... Mm-hmm. Bright created this world where yes, there's the four elements, but then mm-hmm. there's um, what's the correct word like derivatives mm-hmm. of it? Like metal bending is for earth benders, and uh, yeah, it's so brilliant. Exciting. I just always called it fancy bending with the kids I babysat over the summer. Yeah, he'd be like, Can I do like electricity? and I'm like, Yeah, that's fancy bending. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, it is, <laughs> that's so cool. Um, so then next moment. We're introduced to Lin fucking Beifong. Yes. One of my favorite characters mm-hmm. in this. Do you know who she's voiced by? No. Do you remember the Austin Powers movies? Frau? Ah, oh, this is taking me a while to, like, pull it up. Mindy Sterling. Hmm. Wait, let me look it up. Yeah. I can't recall what she looks like. Yeah. Oh my gosh, yes! <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> That's amazing. And, like, having that in my head, I'm like... Yes. That is her, but, like, you don't think about it. It's right. not, like, where, like, a lot of... Um, what I was used to as, like, a kid, and even watching, like, Trolls with the kids I babysit, where mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, it's this actor's voice, and you just, like, hear them, and it's just, like, they right. built the character around this actor, because mm-hmm. I wanted this actor. Mm-hmm. They really... It's the, like, character, and they just, like, enhance it with their voice yeah. by happenstance. Right. Because I wasn't able to pick out any of these people for what their voices were. I thought they were a bunch of unknowns yeah. that they cast for right. all this. And then I was like, oh my god, there's so many like well-known people right. yeah. in this. Crazy. Oh my god. My notes, it's just like all like... That scene with Lynn when she's interrogating Cora. Mm-hmm. And like, I just love how little Lynn cares about anyone. I'm the Avatar. Oh, I am well aware of who you are. And your avatar title might impress some people, but not me. She just doesn't. She's a tough lady, and she Mm -hmm. just doesn't give a shit. Right. And we're introduced where she has, like, a little connection to, like, the Avatar Last Airbender cast Mm -hmm. a little bit, where they're like, oh, my God, are you related to Toph? Right. And, like, for me, at first, I was like, that doesn't mean anything to me. And then she was like, yes. Moving on. <laughs> Which is, like, crazy yeah. because, yeah. I mean, we'll talk more about Toph because... Yeah. She's 
the original badass. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Oh my god. So I think I missed it the first time. <laughs> the first time I watched it. Mm-hmm. But when Tenzin comes to pick up um, Cora and basically being like, "Don't charge her right. for any of for any of her crimes, any of the damage that she's done. Please ignore it. Sweep it under the rug." Because um, I'm important, she's important, and you're important. And um, then is like, and she'll leave immediately. And it's like, all right, come with me. Mm-hmm. And then like, when when Tenzin's back is to them, and Lynn and Cora like make oh, like yeah. stink eyes at they each like other. They like do the I'm watching you. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that was great. I missed it the first time I watched it, and I'd seen a GIF of that. Uh huh. And I thought someone made it themselves. Oh no! Oh no! That's, that's <laughs> it's so good. Lynn and Cora. <laughs> yeah, where they like are like, I got my eye on you, right. and then like Lynn is just like, what the fuck else? Like right. I don't give a shit. You're <laughs> like, just a kid. I know. That's a, but that's how spunky Cora is. She's like, I don't I care if you're chief of police. Oh my god. Yes. And then, like, it's immediately after that she, like, has her, like, sad moment where it's like, womp, womp, I, like, destroyed part of the city. I gotta go back to the South Pole. Right. Um, and then Tenzin finally comes around. And he has, like, a big speech about, like, blah, blah, blah. Like, I have plans, but, like, maybe you need to learn this. And, you know, and he ends it with, like, um, like, you're not, like, you're not my dad, but you're his legacy. So, mm-hmm. like, stay here. Well, like figure it out and learn it all right right yeah yeah it's kind of interesting because technically Korra is the reincarnation of Aang so Mm -hmm. it is his dad Mm -hmm. and it just made like when you have that in the back of your mind all of their interactions and even like interactions with Katara are kind of interesting Mm -hmm. because you're like wait but you are Aang um my next note when Tenzin's like I guess you can move into our house right and then Korra literally picks up the entire airbender family. Yes. I just, like, all caps, Cora Strong! And then, like, I drew, like, a, like, bug-eyed emoji. Right. Like, oh, my God. (laughs) I think that's my, like, strength watch for that that episode. She's extremely strong. Yeah. And then, like, which I love, you know, I'll, I'll, once we get, like, deeper into, like, the season and the series, like, I think it's just going to be me being, like, I I made a point not to be like, Cora's back muscles, Cora's biceps. <laughs> <laughs> She's really strong. Right. Like, her like stand, like she can pick stuff up. Like she can pick up Naga. Yeah. Like. But I mean, again, like that's like the animators and the writing mm-hmm. being truthful yeah. in how the human body is supposed to look. If you are yes. a master at martial arts and you are a strong person, you have muscles. Mm-hmm. It's just so nice and refreshing. Um, so after that, this is kind of, like, the, like, end of, like, a chapter of this first pilot that Cora has a press conference. Right. Like, announcing that she's gonna stay, and that she's the Avatar, kind of seems like. Which I thought was interesting, like, it seemed like no one knew there was another one. Yes. Like, no one knew that there was another Avatar, Mm -hmm. no one knew that horror was it and that this was kind of like a very 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 big coming out mm-hmm. for everyone involved in Cora's life and specifically for Cora and they like shout like 15,000 questions at her and she's like I don't know but honestly I, I don't exactly have a plan yet see I'm still in training but maybe yeah. I'm here to learn I'm not mm-hmm. like done all my training yet and everything like that and she's very honest and upfront but like it made me nervous because I was like she's just speaking off the cuff and she's 18 and she's we've seen this whole episode so far like hot headed mm-hmm. and now she's just like not a sitting duck because she's strong AF but like now everyone knows who she is and there's like no hiding anymore right. which I and was interesting it was like awkward to watch right mm-hmm. like it was kind of cringy because she's just kind of like I don't know like hey I'm yeah. here um, but I think again it speaks to the White Lotus mm-hmm. for like hiding her for so long mm-hmm. um, because now she has no idea how to be the Avatar and like now and it's interesting too because in like uh, Legend of Avatar with Aang 
it was implied that like it's older like you know people are just living in kind of like rural villages there's not like big cities or kingdoms and now all of a sudden it's morphed into this like very diverse city and Korra's role is no longer just being like a spiritual bridge she also has to kind of be like a diplomat politician kind of person and she has like no experience with that because she's been locked away with Katara and Naga Mm -hmm. yeah and it's interesting too even just like technology so this is like Mm -hmm. set at like kind of like turn of the century like right 20s 30s -hmm. like kind of world where like there's like the gramophones I forget the what they call the like Model T style cars the um oh yeah the Asami not Asami no the like Sadomobiles Sadomobiles yeah and like the um like the airships they're like blimps right and like it's all I love it I love that like the technology kind of like is new and like everything's like I don't know that like steampunk inspired kind of world and so like she's even like talking on like uh microphone and then on the radio Mm -hmm. they're broadcasting it on the radio right and then we see some what I'm gonna call scuba steves because what is their outfit (laughs) (laughs) I'm not gonna be able to unsee that now it's I guess you're right they look like scuba suits yeah they're a bunch of scuba steves and then like they're like cranking up this like old radio that like looks like it's from my grandma's house and then it's just like (laughs) <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna try and do the Iman voice because in my head he sounds like Batman <laughs> or like which he doesn't where it's just like we like see this like hooded figure and Scuba Steve's are like did you hear that boss and he's just like so the new avatar is in Republic <laughs> City and like we turn and we see that it's like the mask of like the head of the Equalist right. boom that right. section ends oh, so good so good <laughs> I know, and that's my only note, is just like, who are those scuba steves? And then, Amon, no! Right. <laughs> oh, so many thoughts and feelings about Amon. I know. But, yeah. <sighs> so good. I know, it was such a, like, great introduction to, like, the world. Because I, when I'm new to watching mm-hmm. shows, I often skip the first season. Because Ooh. I don't, I feel like that, um... Sometimes, particularly in, like, sci-fi writing and, like, fantasy writing, there's so much exposition to, like... Because they're expecting people knowing nothing about a vampire. (laughs) So they'll, like, explain so much to, like, bring you into this world. Right. And then, like, you'll be able to catch up. And I'm, like, just start it off and let me hit the ground running with understanding Mm. it. And, like, have, like, little things and I'll learn along the way. And, like, they really, throughout the whole series... Um, don't underestimate their audience's intelligence mm-hmm. at all, which I love because I'm 28 watching it for the first time, and this right. was a Nickelodeon show, mm-hmm. like geared more towards, um, I would say maybe like middle school and up kids, but even yeah. so, like, I don't know, like, I knew like four year olds that watched this. Oh, Cora? And, like, yeah, yeah, and like could get into it. Like, some of the other like scenes, it was like maybe a little too like violent or like a little too like they like missed information, right. but like. I don't know, like, as a, like, adult, like, I felt throughout the series and even just this one episode, like, like, they were talking to me, they're like, I see your intelligence and, like, this, you take it or leave it. Right. Like, understand it or don't. Yeah. And I love that, especially, like, a show that's, like, designed for, like, youth. Mm-hmm. Because I can't, I can't stand it where it's, like... <laughs> they kind of, like, dumb it down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, and I think it really ta- speaks to what you said earlier, how, like, Korra is a new avatar. So, like, mm-hmm. yes, you may have been a huge fan of Aang, but, like, here's all the new stuff. Yeah. And you just kind of, like, have to be caught up to speed with it, like, yeah. really quickly. Oh, it's so good. Mm-hmm. All right. So then the second half of this pilot, it kind of, like, changes things. So, like, we had the, like, intro into the world and into Republic City, and it's kind of like, here's, everything's new, here's what's happening. And now we, like, get to see, like, the beginning of, like, growing pains mm-hmm. of, like, being in this arrangement. So, like, according to IMDb, this, like, second half of the pilot, A Leaf in the Wind, mm-hmm. it just is, like, against Tenson's prohibition, interesting Yeah, interesting term, word. Uh, a frustrated Cora sneaks out to visit the pro-bending sports arena. Uh, yeah, I'm like, you pro-bending. <laughs> I, and I love that it's, that's exactly what it is, the second that, like, 
it like blacks out after the Amon moment and then like after like commercial break and then we come back and then it's just Cora like being like so sports 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 let's talk about sports right. like yeah. let's do th- physical things sports I love sports yeah I love it I also love how she's like in the airbender acolyte uniform yes. but it's like sleeves rolled up she's just like kicking it with Tenzin and he mm-hmm. there's actually the scene where he like is talking to her being very Tenzin master mm-hmm. Sifu and he's like fixing her uniform <laughs> yes. and it's like no child you need to wear it like this and it's so Cora. I loved it because I didn't notice and I think there was another thing that I didn't like pick up on right the first time but I wrote that down where I was like <laughs> Cora fucking rolled up her sleeves on her little airbender outfit and kept her bicep yes, band hot. Those <laughs> yes. I was like, yes, because yes, she just like made, like I was like, to me, I, after the like sports conversation, then they right. show her where she's like supposed to be like all zen and she like has the sleeves rolled mm-hmm. up. I'm like, you're on your way to softball practice, girl. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I see you. Right. <laughs> like, oh, so good. And he's like, no, 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 no. Right. Um, but, yeah, so then she starts her, like, airbender Mm -hmm. training, and they have her go through that, um, I forget, like, what it was called, but it was, like, those, like, moving, like, rotating doors to, like, Mm -hmm. help her move, like, a leaf on the wind, like, calling out the name of the episode. Right. And another, like, uh, awesome, like, graphics. It made me dizzy. beautiful. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's great, but, like, Gora is such a, so bullheaded. Yes. She's such a Taurus, I think. I love it. I love it. Because first we see, like, Janora just, like, weaving through it. Like, beautifully. Right. And also, like, again, huge props to Bright because they thought of this. Mm Mm-hmm. And it makes total sense as an airbender, you have to train in this way. Mm-hmm. And it, yeah. But it was just so funny to see Janora like easily go through it, and then Cora literally gets whooped. <laughs> yeah. It really, like, her going through it, I was like, that's 100% what I would do. <laughs> that's like how I am in yoga. That's why I hate it. Right. I like that's can't so do funny. it. Where like everyone's like, could you not? And I'm like, but. You just you you go. I, I'll go lift weights. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> like, I gotta go. I'm gonna go play a sport to get fit. Like, leave me alone. And like she, like and Janora was just like <laughs> moving through like kind of like a ballerina. Yeah, is like how I've like interpreted it. Right. Um. And that all I I forget like why, but I just have like an all caps that pout though because I think we see it like seventy five times in this episode. Yeah. Just like it doesn't matter. If she's mad or sad Cora just like her like bottom lip just like sticks out and she's mm-hmm. just like what are you doing like and right. she like I now that I'm saying it out loud she like looks like a bulldog when mm, she does it yeah <laughs> yeah I think this is also the first episode where we're seeing it settle in that she doesn't know as much as she thinks she knows mm-hmm. and airbending isn't coming as easily to her as she thought it would be like I think right. And, you know, I'm, like, postulating, but maybe she thought, like, I just have to be with Tenzin, and it's going to be totally easy, and I'm just going to, like, mm-hmm. you know, puff it out, but... Yeah. yeah. Or that, like, he would know exactly how to teach her. Right. hmm Which, that doesn't seem to be the case. Um, I love when they're trying to meditate, and, like, I just wrote, like, bahaha, barely any time given to trying, where she, Tenzin's, like, free your mind, relax, just right. sit still. And she just sits there for, like, a minute, and she's like, mm, all right, I'm done. Yeah, <laughs> like, she's like, not done. working. Yeah, and Milo just, like, blowing Sleeping. snot bubbles. <laughs> falls back on his head. So good. <laughs> my next note, mm-hmm. Bolin. Oh, my gosh. I love you, Let's talk fave. about them. <laughs> so fave. I love Bolin. He's yes. so funny. Mm-hmm. Um... I don't know. Because Cora, like, sneaks out because she wants to go to some pro bending. And so she, like, swims like a mermaid. Yes. And, like, ends up, like, in the arena and sees, like, Bolin. And he, like, vouches for her. And it's like, yeah, no, like, you know, we're here, like, and, like, oh, we're friends. And he's like, more than friends. And Cora's just like, Mm-mm, no, no that's <laughs> shut down. <laughs> like, just shuts it down. Right. <laughs> um, and, like, Bolin totally is, like, trying to be, like, smooth operator, which I was like, 
oh, yeah, I forgot that, like, at first, Mm -hmm. he just seems like he's, like, cool as a cucumber. Like, clearly, like, silly and, like, goofy. But, like, trying to be, like... Yeah, you're just a fan of my pro bending. Like, cool. I'm like, I know more than you. Let me go, like, show you around. This is how it's done. Like, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And, like, he's like, yeah, so this is my brother, Mako. And Mako's such an asshole. Yeah, he is. He's such an asshole. He is in this first one. Mm-hmm. He took a long time to grow on me. He just seemed like such Mako? an asshole. <laughs> I think it's interesting, though, because. There's definitely some parallels to Avatar. Like, Katara's brother Sokka was, like, the humor in Avatar. And mm-hmm. I think that's who they modeled Bolin after. Mm-hmm. And then Zuko was very, like, brooding. Like, I need to get my revenge in Avatar. And that's, like, Mako. Yeah. But I also wonder if they're also, you know... As we get deeper into the universe of, like, the benders, mm-hmm. I wonder if there's certain personality traits that fall with each bender. Like, Zuko and so. Mako are firebenders, so yeah. they're more, like, moody and, like, angsty. Mm-hmm. Um, Classic fire signs. Yeah. And, like, <laughs> earthbenders are usually very, like, charming, and they're just, like, fun and easy to easygoing. So I wonder if they're also playing into that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I love it. Um... And then we like watch pro we watch pro bending for a minute, which is amazing. It's so interesting because it's so different. Like yeah. we saw the like fight scene and we saw the training scenes and mm-hmm. Welcome to Republic City, and then now in A Leaf in the Wind, it's it's true. And they like talk about it in the episode. It's a totally different mm-hmm. bending style, right? And it's like boxing, yeah, almost, which mm-hmm. is super cool. I was like, that's how I'd be. I also put, like, pro bending reminds me of those, like, Ninja Warriors or, like, White Bell, those, like, TV shows where they just, like, get knocked out. Right. But, again, excellent writing and world building because they they literally came up with a new sport. Mm -hmm. And, like, it made total sense. Like, there were zones and you just get knocked out into Mm -hmm. it. It's so cool. And the first time I watched it, I didn't understand that there weren't because I like <laughs> I think after I finished this episode the first time I watched it I was like oh the it was Avatar the last airbender he was the only one because mm-hmm. I was like how come there's an airbending in the oh pros? yeah 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 mm-hmm. and I was like oh no they just don't like, yeah <laughs> and currently at, on the second episode there's only Tenzin and his three kids who are airbenders in yeah. the entire world yeah which is crazy yeah technically Korra isn't even airbending right. yet mm-hmm. um my next note is just, like, fire seems like the least useful bending. Really? I just don't get it. Oh, my goodness. Huh. <laughs> what? Do, wait, why? If we go through my astrology chart, I have zero fire signs. I, well, I guess my Leo is a fire sign, but I just don't get it. I just don't understand. Compared to, like, how... Maybe it's just because in this world so far... Right. I'm like, you can use it for, for burning things. Yeah. I just don't. I'm like, you just destroy things with it. Which maybe, like, psychologically speaking, is, like, saying more about me than about yeah. the bending. I was like, well, you can illuminate <laughs> pathways and stuff. If you have earthbending, you could just make a new pathway. Not if you're in a dark tunnel. I mean, I guess you could yeah, earthbend you earth your bend way. I am, I am also an earthbender, <laughs> if I were to categorize myself. So, yes, I, I hear you, but... Huh. I don't know. That's so interesting. We'll talk more. I have so many thoughts and feelings about the connection to, like, astrology with all this. Right. I was talking with pals last night. I was like, well, well, you're an Aquarius, which is technically an air sign, even though she's holding water. And, like, you know, that's solely... I was like, it's like airbending. Like, you're on Air Temple Island. And she was like, what? What? (laughs) I was like, never mind. I'll talk to... Well, I'll have to do, about it tomorrow. We'll have to do a special episode on astrology and Cora. Yes. I think that'd be super interesting. And like figuring everyone's like signs yes. out. Oh my god, yes. Alright. Yes. So my next note after not understanding fire bending. So it's like the match is over right. and I just put uh oh, hard eyes. Yes. It better I was like, it's definitely hard eyes for the like pro bending, but I was like, but they, like, did in a way where it's, like, is it hard eyes for Mako or is it hard eyes for pro-bending? Mm-hmm. Or maybe it was both. Or maybe it was both. 
Um, I just have like quotes for the ne- <laughs> for mm-hmm. the next bit because it's Cora's like, oh my god, that was so cool. Like, let's hang out. Teach me everything you know. That's amazing. Mind blown. Right. Bolin talked to me about everything, and like Mako's just like, oh, you're still here. Like such a fucking douchebag. Yeah, he is and very. Then, but I love, I love Cora. Oh, you're still a jerk. <laughs> and then like goes back. Right. <laughs> Snaps. Yeah. Break. I love it. And then, like, then Bolin is like, yeah, I can, like, teach you some of my moves. I don't know how my earthbending is going to translate to your waterbending. Right. And then they start putting it together. Mm-hmm. Because then she was like, oh, no, I can earthbend. And he was like, uh, sorry, sorry. I just, I made an assumption. I'm wearing water tribe gear. <laughs> thought you could, you, you'd bend water. She was like, no, I do that, too. I love your Bolin voice, by the way. Just figuring, with your water tribe getup, that you are a water tribe gal. No, you're right. I'm a waterbender and a firebender. <laughs> just like, just like, and that's where like it like turns. Where like Bolin's mm-hmm. like smooth talking to a point. He's still goofy but right. smooth talking. Yeah. And then he's like, Mako's the one that m- makes the connection out loud. Mm-hmm. And Cora doesn't say anything at all. She's just right. like, no, I can do all these things. Put it together, boys. Catch up. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and Mako's just like, you're the avatar. And I'm an idiot. <laughs> Which I think, like, you know, shows a little bit of redemption for Mako, right? Mm-hmm. Because this whole time he has just been a huge jerk. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden he's like, oh, you're owning it. Yeah. That's a step forward. Yeah. Yeah. But only, and here's where I'm going to I'm gonna shit on Mako probably this whole time that we talk about Mako. Yeah. Um, he only makes that distinction when she, he recognizes that she's the avatar and yes. therefore would have more status and or power than him. Yes. That is valid. Mm-hmm. That is I also, <laughs> Cora's response to that, both are true. <laughs> you are an idiot and I am the avatar. Right. And then, and then Bolin, like she's not there anymore. Then he like unravels and he becomes the Bolin that like I like learned to know and love where he's like, ah, oh my God, Mako. Right. She's the fucking avatar. <laughs> like, oh my God, can you believe it? Ah. Uh, Oh, man. He, like, spazzes out. Mm-hmm. And, like, Cora's having a blast, and then we, like, cut to Cora's back in her airbender temple uniform. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Which looks like a kid's outfit on her. It does. I'm glad you said that, because I think there's just something about it where it doesn't quite fit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where it, like, doesn't, it doesn't fit her, per- it doesn't seem like her, and right. it just is, like, interesting. She's not wearing the same outfit as Tenzin. Really? Mm-hmm. Because he has his fun cape. Right. Um, because he's a master airbender. He's got right. the tats. We see it. Yeah. And he's an adult, but, like, she's wearing the same thing that the kids are wearing. Right. Um, mm-hmm. And she's, I just, <laughs> yeah, I was like, she's just, like, so frustrated and made to wear clothes that just aren't her. Ugh, the angst. Yes. <laughs> Because, like, it just isn't her personality. Like, she tried to make it her personality, and Tenzin subtly was right. like, no, no. Rolled it back down. You need yeah. to learn what I'm teaching you. Mm-hmm. And then I think it's, is it in that moment where, yeah, where Cora just gets so frustrated, she sets the whole 2,000-year-old yes. air temple heirloom on fire. Yes. And destroys it. Which I think, like... <laughs> I totally felt that moment with her because mm-hmm. she literally had this amazing pro bending thing and was like mm-hmm. in all of her strengths and was playing to that. And then the very next day, she's being hit and like mm-hmm. literally whooped by these gates. Yeah. So yeah, I I felt very relieved and cathartic when she just burned the whole thing down because it's just mm-hmm. like fuck it. Yeah, because like she's like she. I thought it was interesting too that she used. She didn't waterbend or earthbend to destroy yes. it. She firebend mm-hmm. to destroy it, which is, like, firebending and, like, fire signs are, like, connected to, like, anger. And she was very mad. And fire needs air to exist. Mm, interesting. Yeah. Which I was mm-hmm. like, that's cool. I was like, so it's, like, there. Like, it needed, like, the air and the airbending to, like, go for her to be able to burn it. Right. But also, like... You're literally a hothead. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. right. <laughs> like, and then like Janora being sassy, like <laughs> I'm just like Janora's my girl. <laughs> Tenzin's like 
can you please not be equally angsty when you're a teenager? Oh, yeah. And she was That's like, right. I will make no such promises. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then I think Cora just, like, runs off to go, like, try pro-bending, like, fighting style. Right. And Mako's just an asshole again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah. I don't remember why, but he's just... Oh, because... Um, what's his name? Hasuk, their third for the fire ferrets. Right. Mako and Bolin's pro-bending team. He's like, fuck this man, I'm out. I right. can't do it anymore. My yeah. heart's not in it. Well, also because <laughs> Mako was being like a dick to him. Yeah. At their last match, Mako was saying, like, he almost cost us the game. Like, yeah. step it up. I had to carry the two of you oh, on yeah, my back. Oh, yeah, yeah, Right. It's a terrible Mako impression, but that's my voice for that. <laughs> it's like, hey, man. <laughs> right. Um, and then Cora's like, yeah, sure, I'll do it. And Bolin's like, yes, I'm into it. Ah, all right. And Mako's just like, ugh, whatever, I guess. I guess you're talented. Do you even probe it? Do you even lift, bro? <laughs> like- <laughs> that is basically what he said. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, especially right before the match starts, and he's just like, just, just don't do anything. Like, just yeah. don't get knocked out. Yeah, <laughs> just. Just stand there. Just, like, right. not even look nice. Just exist. Right. Like, I just watched Chamber of Secrets, and it's like, and what will you be doing? I'll be pretending. I'll be making no noise, pretending I don't exist. <laughs> That's, like, what Mako was asking right. of Korra, which is the opposite. She's loud and brash and right. present, and you feel her presence no mm-hmm. matter what it is. And then she is terrible. <laughs> she is, but I think that's such a pivotal moment mm-hmm. because, again, the White Lotus, they all mm-hmm. sheltered her and taught her super old school, right. not very useful fighting techniques. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. yeah. But, like, what's interesting is that, like, she's getting, like, um, beaten up, but she keeps trying. Yes. With this, with, with the airbending, she's not motivated in the same way. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure that some of it is because she knows that she has the capability to um, earthbend, waterbend, and firebend, and she hasn't yet airbend. But mm-hmm. is it airbend or airbended? I'll say airbend. Air yeah. <laughs> she hasn't bent air yet. Right. Um, but she, like, tries it out. And then, uh-oh, Tenzin shows up. Yeah. He's mad. <laughs> he is very mad. Yeah. I love how they drew that scene, too, when he's listening on the radio and he mm-hmm. finally realizes that it's Cora at the stadium. Yeah. That's great. It was so good. And, like, all the, like, <laughs> the, like, guards are just like, yeah. like what's happening all around? So good. Um, and then Tenzin and Cora get into it, and they're um, meanies to each other. Yeah, it's probably... One of the few times where Tenzin raises his voice at her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like that, and then, like, in that, like, first half of the episode when he, like, literally gets, like, a red face. Right. Where he's like, don't bring my mother into this! Oh, and, like, yeah. play the, like, trumpet. <laughs> yes. Oh, to get seen. Um, and he says being the Avatar isn't all about fighting, and Korra's like, mm-hmm. okay, okay, old man. Right. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm gonna go live my life. Um... But then he sticks around, because she's, like, about to get thrown off the back of the court, I guess we'll call it. Yeah. Um, and then she, like, is like, oh, I need to be light on my feet. And she, like, melts together what Tenzin was trying to get her to do. Right. It's all about circles. Yep. And then um, what Bolin taught her about how to stand instead of being, like, like, literally, like, it looks like her fighting stance before was, like, I'm going to make sure I have roots, like, right. underneath me mm-hmm. and Bolin. And then Tenzin were like, no, no, you need to be able to, like, float. Right, right, right. <laughs> and, like, move around yeah. and dance. She's been pushed back to zone three, and the water is calling her name. It's only a matter of time before... Hold the phone! Stop the presses! She's still in the game! And it really, like, reminded me of ballet and boxing that like a lot of boxers they'll be like right, you need to go do ballet that way you can like be light on your feet right instead of like rooted to the spot mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um and then oh yeah i was like cora's airbending slash pro bending style is everything <laughs> <laughs> it is. and then they win the match 
match. She joins the team. Tenzin says, I'm sorry. Cora says, I'm sorry. Bolin's a huge ham. Yeah. (laughs) Happy ending all around. Yeah. And it, like, the, that episode ends with two shots, very specifically. Mako being, like, a brooding 80s, like, goth, wrong side of the tracks boy. (laughs) Sitting in his his like regular this is the first time I think we see him in like his like day clothes. Okay. And his like street clothes where he's in like his like tunic and he has his Omako oh, and his scarf. Oh yeah, his red scarf. His little red scarf. Yes. And he's just like on the ledge, like looking out, just like staring out into like the distance, like thinking <laughs> about like, yeah, maybe it isn't so bad that Cora's on the team. Huh. Yeah, he's looking in the direction of Air Temple Island. Mm-hmm. And then we cut to Korra is looking in the direction of the pro-bending arena, mm-hmm. where Mako happens to live, and she has the hard eyes again. Right. She's, like, dreaming. And, like, I'm, like, it's, a, again, it's, like, played up because it's a classic, like, are you staring at the same point, like, romantic coding. Mm-hmm. But... What's interesting is that, like, I don't think ultimately this scene and this episode, all Cora's heart eyes, I don't think they were romantic coded. I think it was her romance feeling for the sport. I yes. don't think it was for Mako. Right. And I think, like, it's funny because I think the last scene where she's looking, I was even thinking more so she was just looking at Republic City. Yeah. And, like, now that she's starting to get it and, like, mm-hmm. she's melding the um, airbending techniques and, like, the more modern techniques with what she does know, mm-hmm. the possibilities are there now. Yeah. It doesn't seem as scary mm-hmm. as the first time she, like, was crashing through the streets with Naga. Yeah. Like, she crashed through the gates at Air Temple Island. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> right. Bulldog with her pout. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. It was just such a good first episode. Was it, like... So much for a new viewer like you? Were you just kind of, like, overwhelmed within the world? Um, I think that I had questions, but I had faith that mm. I would be able to get the answers quickly. Yeah. So I think I watched the first four episodes all in a row the first time I watched it. Mm-hmm. So, like, this time to be able to, like, breathe where I was like, oh, I didn't realize that didn't happen in the first episode, or I didn't realize this character didn't come until the second. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think it was also nice, too, now that I've been through the series once, like, introducing the different characters. Like, I was like, oh, that's so exciting. Where, like, the first time that I introduced Lynn, I was like, I like her. Don't know who she is, but Mm -hmm. it was just kind of like me accepting the characters. Because I wasn't sure. I only knew about Korra, Mako... And then a character that will be introduced in the next episode. Right. Those are the only characters I knew about, mm-hmm. just because of all the memes. <laughs> right. Yeah. Because, I mean, within those two episodes, we just got introduced to a lot. Like, Korra, mm-hmm. Tenzin, like, the whole airbending and then probending. Mm-hmm. Amon. Yeah. So much. Amon. Scuba Steve. Yeah. <laughs> Scuba Steve. Yeah. Goons. Oh, man. It's just so good. I'm so excited for, like, the whole series. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have any other thoughts on our the episodes as a whole? Any feelings? No, I can't wait to do the next episode. Me too. Woo-hoo. It's gonna be so good. I'm so excited. All right. So what? What should, we wanted to do like strength watch or mm-hmm. something like that. Maybe we'll adjust the name to it later. Right. But like, what was your like? Holy cow! Like either a character or like a strong moment for you mm-hmm. for like the Welcome to Republic City, A Leaf in the Wind combo. My- Holy shit moment might be when Katara sends Korra off. Mm-hmm. That one moment where she's just like, okay, you gotta go do you, you gotta go find yourself in the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, so good. I think mine, mine was really, well, strength moment for me was, mm-hmm. my, which I've... <laughs> I only thought physically, which is so telling of me. <laughs> Earthbender. Um, was when Korra got into, like, started into the fight with the triple threat triad. Mm-hmm. But when the, like, like, very specific, like, strength moment, which she does later on in the series, which I'll, like, go, like, so in-depth into, like, that specific, like, style she does where she literally takes 
what is thrown at her and, like, recycles it and, like, throws mm. it back with, like, mm-hmm. ten times the force. Right. And I was like, that's so cool. I think maybe I'm also, like, really, like, physically really into that, like, move because she does it where she kind of, like, whips, like, both of her arms around, like, in a right. windmill mm-hmm. kind of motion. And it reminds me of, like, pitching for softball. Mm. Or, like, the, like, sh- like, everyone thinks that you need to be, like, a lot of upper body strength to, like, do that kind of move. But I'm like, but no, it's, like... 65% of your speed, like, comes in, like, how you, like, flick your wrist at the end. Right. And, like, I, like, Cora, like, clearly has that, like, down. Like, right. that's what she was taught, like, yeah. when she was, like, cooped up in that, like, castle. Yeah, the compound. <laughs> yeah. Which is so interesting because, like, it, it's so cool because, um, again, culturally, the creators of Cora and Avatar did such a good job because it's a very Tai Chi move mm-hmm. to, like, redirect your enemy's strength back against them. Mm-hmm. It's, and it's just like, it's just so well done. Mm-hmm. And then she like added her own strength to it too. Mm-hmm. So because she's cool. Cora. Because she's Cora and she yeah. has to. Right. Uh, strength watch. <laughs> <laughs> we'll call it maybe something flashier. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just because I'm watching the strength. Um, cool. So thanks for listening to that. There, I need to look this up. We have ways that you can contact us if you want to. Um... I'm pulling it up. We have a Twitter, and it's called um, uh, Spirit Vines Cast, because that's what we do here. We Spirit Vines Podcast. Right. <laughs> um, and thanks for listening. Again, my name is Kay. Pronouns are they, them. I can't wait to talk about so much Cora. I'm so excited. It's yeah. such a good show. It's going to be so much astrology. So much psychology and so much Buffy. Right. <laughs> My favorite three things. <laughs> Amazing. Thanks for yeah. listening. My name's Karen. My pronouns are she, her. Can't wait to talk more about Cora with y'all next time. Okay, cool. Bye.